Just because you don't feel like that doesn't mean you're not artistic. It doesn't mean you don't like to draw. It doesn't mean you don't, you know, love it enough. It just means you need to work harder. And then it all of a sudden becomes a part of you. Welcome back to Basic Brain Heart, the show where we celebrate and interrogate creatives of all stripes. I'm Hannah Camacho. On a scale of one to 10, how excited am I about today's guest? I'd say I'm at a 12. Um, We have the amazing Pernille Urim on the show today. She has, really she's a self-made woman. That's I think what I really, really love about her story. Um, And she has almost 400,000 followers on Instagram. She uh, has trailblazed her own style, um, of course, taking cues from some of the greats. She's in the unique position of living overseas and yet working for a lot of American studios and really studios around the world. So we get into conversation about what it's like to freelance in the art world um, and what she particularly enjoys about art and how she got so good at color palettes and color design, all that fun stuff, um, as well as just her story. And we have, of course, a lot of laughs along the way. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Before we get into that, though, don't forget, if you are interested in pre-ordering or ordering the book that we reference, uh, Perneal Launching, you can find a link to that in the show notes or, of course, on any of uh, Perneal's social media platforms, but make sure you place that order soon as the first edition will be shipping out shortly. All right, without further ado, here's my conversation with Pernille Urim. Pernille, I am so beyond excited to have you on the show. I'm a huge, huge fan and I'm I'm totally genuine when I say that of your work. And um, every time a new Instagram pops up, I, I have to just go and marvel at your incredible artistry. So thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, I'd love yeah. to hear about what you're up, what you're up to, kind of these days. And I know you have an impending book launch, which is really exciting. Yeah. Well, that's actually it's been swallowing my uh, whole week. Like it, this week and la- next week, I've taken the whole week off for myself, which is the first time I've done that where I'm actually working and just doing it to promote promote my book. I'm doing a my very first uh, celebration of being a freelance and doing my own stuff. And it's my third book, but it's still the first time I've ever, you know, slowed down in the process and actually celebrated it. So I'm doing this whole thing for myself. Congrats. Right Are you Thank excited? you. Is Thank it really, you. is it scary? Like what's the feeling that's overwhelming you the most right now? It is so scary, mostly because I like, I have a lot of friends that I know are coming but in, in Denmark, I don't really do a lot of work here in Denmark. So, you know, finding out if there's any interest in my work here um, be very interesting. There are some few, few people that I really look up to in the media who work with what I do, like uh, who are coming and I'm very excited to talk to them. And just to see, you know, is 50 people who are my closest friends going to show up or is it going to be a huge <laughs> event with a lot of different people? So that's one of the oh, main man. things. And also, oh, awesome. I just uh, got a copy of my book, which I'm just, you know, I did it as a Kickstarter. I just got it uh, two days oh, ago. Oh, man. And I'm still How was carrying it? it was, it, was it as good it as you hoped? so good. It oh, was so good. good. I completely <laughs> forgot I've drawn all the artwork. I'm just so excited for the people who printed it. I'm like, if this is their book. They did great. It was like, no, it's actually, I did all the work. It's mine. But I'm just, the final thing, it's like, it's their credit. It looks amazing. And, and it's I, everything getting, you hoped it would be. Oh, it is. And so more. And it's it's one of those where you look at it right now and everything's so new. And you're like, did I 
do this? Like, is this mine? Did I design this? I must be a genius. And then, you know, it goes up and down then because, because you're set with it and you're like, is it the right one? It's like, it's a whole roller coaster experience. Everything is just, it, this is it. You have it in your hands. It and- looks incredible. I mean, from what I can see online so far, it looks incredible. I am so Thank excited you. for you. Thank you. Me too. That is so exciting. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. today I would consider you a pretty fairly successful creative. I don't know if that's how you consider yourself. I know there's always something ways to grow and, and things to reach for. Um, But I would love to hear, I mean, I've heard on other shows and whatnot, kind of a bit of your background, but if you wouldn't mind to just take a minute and kind of back us up to little baby Pernil. And um, I know that you knew from a young age that you loved art. So I'd just love to hear a little bit about kind of your progression to knowing what you loved. And it seems like you had a pretty laser focus, like you knew that's what you wanted and you headed straight for it. But tell, tell me about it. Well, actually, that's the joke in my family is that I always knew what I wanted. And everybody's just amazed that it happened. Um, (laughs) I think when I was I think the third movie I ever saw in the movie theater was The Little Mermaid. Mm. And I didn't really know what it was. It was just like, whatever they did, that's what I want to do. In the beginning, I wanted to be The Little Mermaid. But then I found out that she was a drawing. So then I was like, okay, (laughs) dang it. But then, you know, you could be The Little Mermaid by drawing. Um, So... I have all these friendship books where it says I want to be an animator because I didn't know the word animator. So it was like all these weird words. I didn't know how to spell it. Um, So I always knew what I wanted to do. Uh, Always drew and always drew cartoons, cartoon style drawings. And then um, in the eighth grade, we have something called internships where you like take a week off from school and go to a workplace. Hmm. And I did uh, the animation workshop uh, where I ended up going to school. I went there. Wow. Yeah, so, and I did my high school, and my we have a different school system, but, like, my high school until, like, 13th grade or something, mm-hmm. and after that, I went to the animation workshop. So, it just, I had no backup plan mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> That's um, great. <laughs> at all. So, it was, like, I love again, it. really, but it's just, um, I've been mingling in the, like, I've been different places in the business, but it's always been this business, because everything went from 2D to 3D. It's kind of hard to find your... Like, where do you go from there? Um, finding out that TV animation has some amazing uh, 2D artists working on it, on that, instead of it has to be features. Um, so so yeah, when, so when it came from 2D to 3D, when you're kind of exploring that, um, was it really clear to you immediately, I love 2D, or did you kind of dabble in both? Did it take a while to figure out what you wanted to do? Oh, um, yeah, I did actually ended up working uh, visual effects in London, Oh, wow. Um, uh, yeah, 3D. What I did studio? one studio. Uh, Double Negative. Oh, nice. Uh, I worked with uh, <laughs> Andrew Stanton on. I was like a oh, low, sweet. low, low, low. That's so cool. But, You're sure, but Andrew Stanton. <laughs> Andrew Stanton. But it was John Carter, um, the one that didn't didn't go too well. <laughs> but oh, well. I did some of the aliens in the back, just hey, standing with. That's awesome. The yeah, but that was while I was working on that and figured out that nobody else was drawing. And it was like, and I didn't draw at all. Like it was like a year where I didn't draw at all. And I was like, this is this is not for me. This is wow. not what I want to do. Um, so I quit, moved back to Denmark and rebooted everything and worked mm. my way up from there. And that's how I ended up. So it actually took like two years where I didn't, you know, know where. Sure. Where, like, You're just kind where, of figuring it out. But I think it was like, ah, oh, this is how what it is to grow up. You're going to have to do something that, you know. And then I was like, no, you don't have to do something you don't want to do. This is like go back and 
redo it. Like it was, I'm still, I was still young enough and didn't have anything that kept me anywhere. So it was that's nice. Really, to redo. Wow. That's, that's kind of fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. And when you first started before you moved to London, which mm-hmm. I'm sure that in, in and of itself, living in a country that you're not used to is really tough. It can be. Yeah. Um, you found a place local that kind mm-hmm. of helped you get started. That's really cool. I think a lot of people often will use the excuse. I know I've used it myself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I live in a small city or a small town. There's nothing here. No one can help me. I can't do anything. When really so much of it is up to you. And there's usually something out there that can help you. Yeah, it's really yeah, interesting. Sure. And did you do any um, like uh, internships during? Uh, did you go to film school officially? Yeah, or, I did. Okay. Well, I did the animation workshop. It was like a bachelor degree. Oh, I did a oh, six okay. months uh, internship in Ireland. Oh, sweet! Yeah, uh, sweet. I did a cartoon saloon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. had uh, Tom and Nora on the show. I love them. Oh, Tom so, is Tom and Nora's the best. So much. Yeah. So excited about the breadwinner. Oh, um, it is so good. Yeah. Oh, have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw it. I think saw it at Annecy at like a. Oh, that's awesome! Event there. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're just so lovely. And were you there they like are. between films or? Yeah, unfortunately, any... yeah. I was, uh, I was there because I saw Brendan and the Secret of Kells, and I was like, so we still do Judy, and it's so good and so amazing. It is, yes. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I was so excited to get an internship there, and I got there, and it was just before Song of the Sea. Oh, so okay, yeah. I saw some like our startup work and I did a little dabbling with it, but I ended up instead of waiting along there because they had some other projects that I weren't interested in. And I had a other boyfriend at that time. So I wanted to try something where he was more local. So we uh, tried London out instead. That's awesome. So, well, that's sorry. I, I kind of circled back a couple of times, but that's yeah, really, that's no, really no, interesting. Because I'm also all over the place with a my answers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all over. Bring it on. Yes. <laughs> that's so cool. So mm-hmm. when you, when you came back home yeah. um, and you were kind of figuring out where do I go from here, did you go through like any, not, I don't want to say depression necessarily, but was it, was it really tough? And could you talk to me a little bit about like the day to day, what you actually did to try to figure out what to do and how to just start making stuff. And it, I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, it was really, really tough. And actually mm-hmm. did have like a small depression because it wasn't only sure. my work life. It was also my personal life that was kind of like, you know, rebooting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I moved, I, I ended started moving back to my parents' house. And in the beginning, I was very much like, I need to go out. I need, I've been to London. I can't stay here. I need to go out into the world. Canada, here I come. It was one of those, you know, weird, you know, ah, I need something new. Um, and then I, you know, calmed down, found out there was a small studio near uh, my school, which was, a you know, a comfortable place for me, filled with creativity. A lot of people who who, you know, do what I do and, you know, just inspiration and goodwill. Um, so I, uh, I went there and I ended up like having to work there for two weeks, but I ended up working there two months. And while I was there, a school friend of mine called me and asked me if I wanted to go to Copenhagen for a few months to do uh, backgrounds for um, a short film for the film school. And while I was there, I got called. Like, it was one of those where I just got calls. It was very exciting. Um, you're like, you want to come and do backgrounds for Angry Birds? I worked for Angry Birds, which was also done in Copenhagen. And while I was there, I got asked for a friend who just did a, he just started a new gaming company. They just did a game called um, Subway Servers that did really well. So they were like, we need somebody who do, do 2D artwork for PR and stuff. If we wanted to do that for a few months, which ended up, 
being two year contract. So it's just one of those. That's cool. You know, just take yeah. a little. Then you know, it's there's always some always somebody who's like, oh, she was good in that production. Maybe we can use that here. And, and just don't stress and like aim for the stars in the beginning and get a lot of flows. It was just nice mm-hmm. to just because I was not certain about what I wanted to do and who I were as an artist and all that stuff. So it's just nice to be like, okay, I can do this and I can do that. Because if you're not in a strong place, it's not good to like, Mm -hmm. because you're going to drown if you don't. Like I am for sure. I'm that person. Like I like to, to figure as I go with that. That's brilliant. I love it. And it, and it's kind of worked out in your favor, but obviously because you, you have the chops to back it up. (laughs) Oh, I would thank you. Love, love to talk about your evolution, your personal style. Yeah. So um, it's easy for maybe budding artists to try to copycat everyone. And that's not bad, I think, in the beginning. Um, and obviously, I'm sure Glenn, Glenn Keane would be one of your maybe mentors or heroes, someone that you're, you're, his style, you like it. In some ways, you emulate it, but you've totally made your style your own. I'd love yeah. to hear about your evolution as an artist and your personal style. And I'm sure you have a lot to say about that. So I'll shut up now. (laughs) Can you talk to me about making art for other people Mm -hmm. as opposed to making it for yourself and really developing that? Yeah. Well, um, as a, in the, before I went to the animation school, it was very much a lot of the questions I get is how do I find your personal style? How do I do it? And I had the same questions. I looked at people who had a very distinguished style and I was like, they're geniuses. I'm not, how can I, how can I do that? And as you said, you're like, oh, I really like that. So I'm going to copy this style for a while and then it's going to be mine. And then it's like, as soon as you stop looking at the artwork and do it yourself, it's going to go away from that because it's not your style. It's not who you are. Um, but at the same time, what copying that you might've, pick something up a bit, you know, ways of, you know, drawing a nose or, or just, you know, it's, it's your personal library. It's like reading books. You're like, you get knowledge, you, you just, and you, maybe you forget it, but it's still in there somewhere. And so I'll do, uh, from doing that a lot of years, you build up stuff. Um, but also, you know, as an animator, you learn to copy other people's styles because when you animate, it's not your style that you're animating. So I went through a whole period where you didn't really do your own art style. You just, at, at the school, you're like, now we have to animate in this style. And now you have to animate in that style. We have to um, develop this uh, short and it's going to be in this style. So you try all these different things. Um, and then I came out and I wanted to, again, I was searching for my own style. But it was not until I actually just let go, just started drawing and keep drawing and being like, I drew this and I was like, Oh, I really like this drawing that I did. This is mine. Why do I like that? Oh, I like it because of these features. And then sometimes I had to go back and actually in the beginning, copy my own drawing, like figuring out why did I like this drawing and like copying myself. And that's fascinating. Like finding it out like that. If so, like, what did I like about this drawing? I did for myself all by myself without looking at anything. And slowly like if you look through my instagram the things that i posted in the beginning i thought it was brilliant it's like i'm posting it now because i am a genius when i look at it now i'm like oh oh but if you don't down (laughs) but again it's it's really important part of the journey like if if you don't think that the last stuff you've done is your best it's like just and i've been looked like for instance i'm looking through my book i'm all over the place with this story but i'm looking through book and um i'm trying to decide 
I have to have nine giant posters hanging at this reception of my artwork. And uh, my boyfriend is helping me and we're talking about which drawing should I put in. And he's like, what about this one? I'm like, oh, I don't like it. Is what this is. I don't like it. And like, I don't like any of them. And I have to like choose nine of them. But I like them enough to have them in the book. And I'm so proud of the book. I'm so proud of the artwork. But when I was going through them, I was like, ah, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you're you're critical about your stuff. Like you love it, you hate it. It's it's just a part of you. Um. So. I, and yeah. yeah, and as you've kind of given into your own personal style, and of course, I don't want to detract from the unbelievably hard work you've put in really your entire life. I think sometimes people think that artistic, I'll call you a genius, artistic geniuses <laughs> like yourself, just yeah. you were just born that way. It was, it's effortless, no big deal, so easy, when mm. really there's so much hard work that has gone into you developing yourself as an artist um, when you started really just kind of giving into what you wanted to draw and how you wanted it to look, obviously mm. people started responding. Um, mm. I don't want to make this interview really about Instagram because I'm sure everybody makes every interview about Instagram. I don't know, but well, Instagram um, can is we really talk a about kind of, of yeah about yeah. that evolution. I'd love to hear your story yeah. on that. Uh, Instagram for me is in like what has happened there is insane because I am not very good at social media if you look at my personal facebook you will know and also actually my, my my friends are angry with me because i don't follow them on instagram i used it only as as an inspiration board it's almost like pinterest i go in and find artists when i scroll through it it's only advertising and artwork and absolutely love it i think it's it's a, and whenever i talk to artists that don't like we don't like instagram like it's because you're not using it right like you should everybody who likes visual art should use instagram like that i think um it's um it's it's so nice to see people who like oh, i stayed up late and i did this drawing i did it just for myself but check it out and inspire people and i've gotten so much better from just looking at artwork on instagram but the way I started was that I just, you know, I had I worked at uh, I worked at a project where our producer had made this insane deal that no matter what the work was like that we were going to do, we were going to get paid, which in our business is already not crazy. Uh, so, so it's like we we're hired to for this amount of time, and we need um, and we're just hired and we get a, a salary, and then the production like the design got screwed up. So they wanted to redo everything. So we ended up with just sitting a month getting paid and not doing anything. Wow. It never happens. That's amazing. And it's amazing. But we have to be there. <laughs> we have to be physically at the computer because they might call you and be like, so I started, you know, I started drawing and uh, posting stuff first on Blogspot. Yes, it's that long ago. And <laughs> Then, uh, then I started posting a little bit on, on Instagram, and I got a good response. So it was, it was nice. I didn't do it that much, and it was like, I, if you look really back, I did a lot of portraits that are natural portraits because yeah, and I have yeah, I went yeah. all the way to the bottom. I was like, whoa, <laughs> it's like photorealistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, I did. I had a period where I did a lot of that. I don't have time for it right now because it was like a week it took out to do that. But you know, I did my my own stuff and posted it and trying to figure out where to post it and then they did something called sketch dailies hmm. do you know that i think i've heard of it yeah um all of a sudden everywhere that i post drawing everybody drew maleficent 
from from Disney. And I was like, what's happening? <laughs> and you know, I like Maleficent, so I want to know why we're drawing her. What is going so on? I found out going on. So I found out that there, this guy had started has started up something called Sketch Dailies, where you but he decided what to draw, and everybody did the drawing. So I did Maleficent, wow. and it was it was really early. There was not a lot of people doing it, and my drawing got attention because who was that person who all of a sudden joined this thing? I think it was like a group of friends from Disney and stuff who did it. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm in, <laughs> I want to be there. And so, and like all of a sudden, you know, every day he posted a new thing and I just, you know, started drawing every day. And I got also got high from the, you know, people noticing my artwork, which it, so that's how I started. I think it's like six months or a year where I actually participated every day and, and got into the habit of drawing every day. So and then it just slowly but steadily started, you know, moving up. Um, so I've never really, you know, dabbled in, you know, how do you get followers or found followers or what do you do? Um, I just, you know, I've been uh, working really, really hard. I, I really mm -hmm. want to emphasize that it's been drawing yes. every day for a long yeah. time and um, uh, making sure that everything is to the level that I want it to be. It's like it's my it's my profile. That's why I don't, you know. I don't put everything in, like even though I have enough followers to use it for everything, mm. like I can do. But it's it's mine, and it's, I'm very proud of it, and, and it's very visually. Um, like if you look at the text, it's not like I'm writing a lot of stuff. It's more yeah, <laughs> yes. the picture. It's like <laughs> putting up stuff like that. Absolutely, so. that kind of brings me, I think, to to my next question, which is, um, you obviously Instagram and that community. Um, have probably played a pivotal role in helping you to land some great freelance gigs, um, which we'll talk about in a, in a minute. And I know you're kind of celebrating the launch of your freelance career or whatever you want to call it. Um, how do you find time to kind of uh, fulfill yourself as an as an artist on a daily basis when you are working? And of course, you're you're kind of making someone else's vision come to life, which can be fun. But how do you balance that now that you're just so incredibly busy finding time to just make art for yourself? Um, I think it's because I can't help myself. Like mm. if I um, if mostly most of the time I try to do a doodle doing the doing my lunch, just, you know, break it up. That's cool. But if I don't have time to do that during my lunch, I almost never go home before I've just done something because mm. Like during the day you get an idea or you saw a movie yeah. the day before. I like to do um, fan art from movies and stuff. Um, and I so, love the one you did for It, by the way. Oh, thank you. So thank you. Oh, the actress <laughs> liked it too. I was very excited. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, so cool. she she's me. amazing. It's, I've never seen her is. before. No, I'm like, going gonna to keep places. up with her. Yes, she's very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, no, uh, so I just, it's just one of those, you know, if I don't, do it the day doesn't feel complete like mm -hmm. lately I've been very busy with with getting this book done so I've done a lot of stuff myself that I haven't been able to share yet um so so in that way I haven't been posting a lot of artwork but I have I am you know I have to do it it's one of those you know it's become such a big habit that now it's not you know oh I need to do a drawing before I go home it's more like oh I can't help but doing a drawing and every time I see a movie I have all these illustrations I want to do like it I have so many ones like I hope to get time to do soon maybe because of Halloween is coming up it's a it's good you know artwork for Halloween so you know you try to always um see what you can do and I'm also trying to figure out if there's ways to do artwork that I can use for something 
uh, like uh, last year when I did Inktober, I managed to take all the drawings and put them into a book because all the things that I've done was my own stuff. So, you know, trying to figure out how to uh, take your personal artwork that you do for yourself and do something with it. Um, it's also, you know, absolutely. Yeah. That's but, really, uh, really interesting. Um, and I, 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 sorry, go ahead. Uh, just, sorry. I just want to say go that getting to the point where you can't stop doing the drawing, like start drawing is, it's not something that just comes natural. It's not like I want to do more plain air. I want to do more painting outside, but I know it's going to have to do me like be me going out every day for a year before I get to that point. It's a lot of hard work to get to that point. So I just want to say, just because you don't feel like that doesn't mean you're not artistic. It doesn't mean you don't like to draw. It doesn't mean you don't, you know, love it enough. It just means you need to work harder. And then it all of a sudden becomes a part of you. Because so many aspiring artists do look up to you. I'm sure you get bombarded with questions every single day. What are the most common, maybe like one or two questions that you hear that you kind of wish you're like, okay, come on, we should all know this. <laughs> not, not that, you know, in any condescending way, but I'm sure that there's something that you repeatedly hear over and over and over that you just wish people would. Okay, let's just all understand that. <laughs> yeah, this is I'm the still answer. Working it's not that ask yeah, I'm <laughs> currently uh, working on my frequently asked questions. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah so it's like you can start to. Um, a lot of them is uh, is about material. What material to use and what like how did you do that? Which material do you use? And uh, I really want to emphasize because I have been that person. Yes, I have bought very expensive pencils because I knew Glenn Keane used them. So I was going to end up drawing like Glenn Keane because that. I had the pen. <laughs> it is not true. <laughs> it's nothing to do with it. Uh, sometimes, you know, you pick up whatever pen lying around and whatever leaves a mark on a piece of paper. And it's not to say that there's not difference in it, but it's just that's not the important part. Like printer paper and a regular pencil is fine. Just go for it. Don't worry about the material. Um, uh, that's one of them. And like, what app do I use? And I don't, I, and like, and I'm like, I, I don't even use app. I'm, I'm too old. I use Photoshop. It's like, I don't know how to use apps. Like, I know how to use apps, but I don't have it as an app. It's more a software, like big software. Um, and then there's of course the one about how do you define your style? Also, and then I'm, I get very sad when I hear like a lot of, it's very young and I definitely know where they're coming from. They're like, I'm never going to be as good as you are. and You're so good. And I'm never going to be that. I should just give up. And it's like, no, are you kidding me? I'm like, I'm 30 something. You have 15 years to get to my level. You've got to be way better than me when you're 30. If you just, you know, keep going, like keep going. Yeah. So I'm definitely, I'm looking into finding some of my old drawings and, you know, compare and be like, oh, that's, I love fine. That. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man, I love it so, so much. And it's so like hope and inspiring. So absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I, I'm, I look forward to reading those FAQs. But I love that. I mean, I get so inspired when I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see people who take a cup of coffee and a, you know, a paintbrush and they make some beautiful you know, portrait or something with it. I mean, really, it's true. Anything, as long as you're dedicated and you're just trying to hone your craft, anything works. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Um, let's talk about freelancing, um, which it's not something that's fallen into your lap. You've obviously worked very hard for this to work out. I'd love mm. to hear uh, maybe uh, we'll start off maybe with the challenges. 
something and then we'll go to the positives yeah <laughs> well um <laughs> none of the not so uh good thing about freelancing would be that you work alone I do sit in an office with other people who also created, and it's a lot of fun, but you don't work on the same project. So the sparring about it is like, like you know, you help, you know, I, how do I make this drawing better? Or what could I do? Those are there, but the, the team feeling uh, is, is one of the things that I miss. And also there's a lot, I do a lot of uh, early work for TV shows when they're trying to get a pilot done. Uh, those are really fun. But for instance, DC superhero girls that I did, um, I was a part of a team and I was a, a really like leading part in, uh, in the character design, uh, department. And, you know, I want to, I want to be there at the rap party and I want to be there, you know, with the screening and they did some few stuff and with it. And, you know, that team, I, I, you know, the feeling of, uh, oh yay we made it we're done like the whole, because I'm even in the beginning part of the pr process and then because you're not there locally with the other people you don't get to be like celebrating when it's all done it's more like oh we made it you you're good Pernille we got all the everything we needed bye and it's like oh, okay mm -hmm. um, <laughs> the director is amazing yeah. like she's like keeping oh, me informed yeah. but it's one of those you're just like yeah. well have fun <laughs> yeah kind of lonely so, have yeah. you, uh, do you think that in the future um, you would consider letting, you know, studios fly you out? Or is this something that for now you're kind of willing to just uh, still stay home? Like, would you feel like the, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, I'm actually, I'm not very, um, it's very fortunate that I can work like I do, but I'm mm. not very dedicated to staying in, in Denmark. Um, gotcha. My boyfriend, who is uh, an anthropologist, is very excited. Oh, about Awesome. Yeah, getting out. Um, yeah, so totally. we, and he like so we you're have looking into about, yeah. Yeah, we have talked about LA might be fun because he always wanted to live in the states oh, yeah. and there's work there. So we have thought totally. about that, but we also looked into moving to Nairobi in Kenya. So it's not like like <laughs> we're not married to any place. But I it's more it. to say that we're like I'm totally willing to go anywhere. It's just you know Absolutely. we um we are planning to travel a bit, and that's, that's very exciting. fortunate that I can go with him. And still have Absolutely. my job, but I can also, you know, go with my work too. And he would be willing to go there as well. So hmm, that's awesome. Yeah. I always find it so interesting the types of people that artists end up being with, and really, anthropology is—it's almost like the art of humanity. Yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. Um, and I'm sure you guys have lots of really interesting conversations around that. Um, mm -hmm. And that kind of launches us into the positives, really, of freelancing. And I, I've, I've done freelancing myself, not for art. So that is not something that I have any expertise on in terms of freelancing. Um, but it, there are certainly positives about it. And what, what do you feel are the strongest positives about the, that line of work? Um, well, currently, it's, I've been very fortunate so far that I have not been a, a needing to go out and look for jobs, which is very, very, very awesome. nice as a freelancer because it's... Way to go, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of stress if you have to look for the work. Also, Absolutely. there has been enough work um, for me that I can, you know, pick and choose. I can, you know, I've been able to be like, oh, this sounds like a cool project. I want to be a part of this. And, uh, and you know, I've... I've been illustrating a few books now and that's some, not something I've ever thought I was going to do, but it seemed like a cool project. So it's, you're going to do all different kinds of stuff. And I also, um, I like the fact that I just have, you have to like 
gives delivers some work at this time. We don't care if you do it at three in the morning or if you do it like eight in the uh, eight, like eight, uh, whatever when you do it. Like you can do it all during the day because uh, I like I like you know if I have an idea if if I'm very inspired I want to do something for myself and I can still do that. And I found out I didn't know, but I found out they have enough discipline to manage that, and it's, it's very exciting to find out. <laughs> yeah, but it definitely needs discipline because. It's very easy to be like, oh, I'm not that busy. And then you like waste your time. Yeah. yeah. Do you have to kind of, um, I- I'm curious how that works as an artist. Are you working with a producer probably back in the States kind of helping you manage the workload or are you kind of having a project manage yourself? Uh, a lot of the times a project and most of the time I just do character design, for instance. And then they would send me the, all the, the information they have on the character. And then they'll ask me, you know, how long do you need to do it? And we'll find out, you know, schedule. And I like to send really, really, really rough sketches very early on and just get things out of the way. So I'm, I try to do, um, dailies, like send things daily. And, um, and the good thing is about the time difference. I get up in the morning and there's nobody, you know, contacting me or wanting me to do anything because everybody's asleep in LA. So, so, you know, it's not until like you have a, a lot of hours where you're not bothered or anything. So most of the time I deliver my work when I leave office and then in the morning I'll have feedback on via email. So hey, it's sounds amazing. like that time line works out well. It is it's very it's good. Really interesting. <laughs> You're like, hallelujah. Um, mm-hmm. if you if you are ever working in an environment where you have a lot of distractions going on, do you find mm-hmm. that difficult or do you find that it's a little more inspiring? Because you just never know where inspiration is gonna come from. Do you have a preference as far as loud work environment, quiet work environment? Um, not too quiet. I like it loud, but I also like, you know, put on uh, headphones. And I'm one of those people who have a second screen with a TV show on when I work. So, yeah. So it's just like I can't do it if I have to do like early design work, like figuring out stuff or emails and stuff like that. I can't do it. But as soon as like everything's rolling and especially when I'm rendering stuff I, and coloring stuff, I really, really like just just like it's been since I was a kid was just like Disney movies and a you drawing pad. So, um, that's awesome. I'm a second screener. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. Um, so as far as being a female in animation, it sounds like you're working a lot towards uh, the character development side. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you call it, what do you call it? Visual development. Is that like more the early stages of? Yeah, I think I'm like, I think in TV, it's a bit more in versus films where it's more like two characters. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, I have some great friends at the organization, Women in Animation. And I'm curious if you have encountered any unique challenges or tricky spots as far as and of course, we're not here to bash on anyone, but just Mm. in general, things that have been maybe challenging being a woman in animation and even freelancing, which is incredibly gutsy to do. Um, it's, uh, I think it's like my, my biggest challenge was mostly when I like with myself and when I was in school and I figured that I had to be somebody to certain to be, um, like have success in my class. We were only three girls and we were all very different. Uh, and, um, a lot of more, like more girls are in it now. Like it's amazing, like female, like just spiking in the classes. But I went, when I was in school, there was no really, not really a lot of girls. And, 
and the people I looked up to were, of course, people who were really talented and stuff that I went to class with. So I've tried to draw monsters and stuff that I didn't really, you know, I didn't find interesting. Um, and I had a really hard time finding out who I were in the business. Um, and I actually think that one of the big epiphanies was for, for me was when I was looking to find myself after my job as a, a visual development animator. And I started to look into um, the female animators uh, or visual development department at Disney uh, with Brittany Lee and the, the Bowie sisters. And, and also, you know, Victoria Ying and Ming Ju Chen, they all have like a very, very, very uh, unique style. Some of them more feminine than others, but they get totally respect just because of the level of their work. And it, they don't have to excuse for them having a very feminine style. And I thought that was very, very, very empowering. So that's also when I started doing my own thing and finding out that it didn't matter. Like people really liked the stuff that I, it didn't matter that it was feminine. And it was more for somebody than for others. So that was like, I just, that was really, really, really huge for me. And that was what gave me confidence. But I thought it was so sad that I had to go through that. Like I had to, I couldn't just be me from the beginning. And I think it has changed. And I think I've really hit a, a nice spot in the animation business where my, my style is very feminine, but it's not sexy and it's not, it's just more empowering. I've been told, <laughs> thank you. But it's also, you know, um, that's the mood of the business. It's moved, like the, the money people are starting to realize that there's also money in that. So that's why I get hired into it. And for instance, the DC superhero production was almost all feminine and it was not never talked about. It's something that I realized afterwards. Like it was just some that's just how it was. It was and it was so cool. Yeah. So I have not like personally I have not experienced that much. It's more like a you know, the business. So sometimes when you talk to people you can oh. Yeah, yeah, you can you can you can feel like you'd be like, Oh, you were in a woman and you draw. That's amazing. Like Thank you. <laughs> I can hold the pencil too. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just one of those things where you're just like, yeah, I am amazing being a woman and drawing. It's, but, you know. Isn't it great? <laughs> isn't, isn't great? Isn't it great? But it has changed. I remember, um, uh, this is a bit off topic, but when I was very young, I, was, I loved um, comic books. I loved Spider-Man. I thought Aww. the story of Spider-Man was very amazing. And I went to this, they have like, they didn't have any places where they sold new comics. They only had old comics. And they had like oh, ones, wow. you know, really where 70% of the store was with dirty magazines. And then like the 30% was, you know, comic books. <laughs> <laughs> That's very much how it is here in Denmark. And it's not like kids can't go in. There was a curtain you couldn't go behind there. But yeah. I remember when I was really young, you know, after school, I would go over and look at, at all those comic books. And one of the days, the owner of the store was like, why do you keep coming here? You're a girl. And I was like, but, but I, like, I remember, like, he, he asked me like that. And it was just, you know, the, I think it was 90s, early, early 2000s, something. But it's just one of those where it's just, that was just the mood. Girls and then you probably felt strange every single time you set foot in there from then on. <laughs> yeah, but also, there were dirty magazines. There was a lot True. of reasons. Try <laughs> okay, yeah, there's yeah. that. Just, actually, just looking for the numbers that I was missing. So, <laughs> so, um, so it really has changed. It has. Um, and, and that's but, encouraging uh, to hear, yeah. And also, I, 
I st- I started. Um, it looks so. It sounds so weird, but I started the hashtag Girls in Animation before I found out that there was a thing called Woman in Animation. So it was one of those, just like, yay, it's girly. But I found out later on that people really took it on because it was like empowering. I like women in animation. It's one of those, I'm one of those we're a team and stuff. So that's yeah. It's it's a great organization. I I did I noticed that you did, you've had the hashtag girls in animation for a while, and I thought that was so cool. Yeah. Um, and no doubt, here's a question I'm sure you get all the time. I even I I'm not a professional artist. I do it because <laughs> I like it and I need to. <laughs> but even I will sometimes get the question, um, where do you get your inspiration from? And that's a, it's always a hard thing for me to answer because I'll be like, well, I saw a picture that reminded me of something. And then I was thinking about this other thing and it all just converged. Um, I'm curious, and and I'm sure that your inspiration comes from many, in many forms, but do you have maybe a story of a particular character you've drawn or developed or done that maybe has an interesting backstory to it? Maybe you have many and it's hard to choose. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, it's it's kind of fun. I had this talk with somebody once. Um, I've I found out that I'm not I'm not a storyteller. Um, I've I've not ever really uh, developed my own characters. I don't have any need to tell my own story. Uh, I love to hook up with other people who do. Um, I might be working on a comic with somebody. Yeah, and and we start like thinking about doing a book uh, with my boyfriend. Uh, where he's the writer, because I don't, like, I love to tell visual stories. I love, like, my inspiration is mostly, like, color palettes or shapes that I really like. But, and and if I want to do a drawing with a character, it's most of the time it's because, like, a character, like, in a movie or, or it's, it's like, it's mostly visually nice-looking characters or it's somebody who's already been developed because... I don't know why, and I don't know if it's a good thing, but I don't have a storytelling need. Hmm. But I think That's that makes me the perfect to me. for animation. Maybe. That is so cool. Well, mm. you, I mean, <clears throat> I just find it so interesting how different people's minds work, you know, differently creatively. Yeah. You have people who are just unbelievable, and they're fascinated by landscapes, and, and so they can hmm. replicate that in an incredible way. And then folks who, you know, just love drawing the human figure and a human form and your color palettes are, I mean, I, I know that I sound like I'm just, just piling <laughs> compliments on you. I'm taking it in. You're like, it in. all right, uh, anything else? <laughs> anything else? Um, I mean, it's just breathtaking. And even the way that, I don't know if you do this on purpose, but on Instagram, because that's the platform we're talking about mostly today, yeah. they all just even look great together as a symphony um and you know sometimes occasionally you'll see an artist i'm sure i'm one of those offenders where it's just oh those just don't look great together and it's not visually appealing as a whole but like you definitely have that dialed in and that's so interesting that there's no there's not a need for the storytelling but that makes you so perfect to help the storytellers of the world put their vision to life in a really pleasing way that's really sorry i just keep saying that over and over again no, no. i found that very very fascinating so well thank yeah. you for sharing <laughs> oh you're welcome you're welcome yeah I, I, I love talking with people who have a story to tell like uh, somebody pitched a, a, t- a comic book for me and the back and forth was like oh yeah we took that character and like make that this here was that the color palette for that character and like i love doing the visual oh, so styling nice. of things and i really love stylized 
like stuff both color wise and 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 drawing wise so i i love i love that part of the process can we so... talk about color mm, um, sure. that is a fascinating beast to me do you mm. how do you even approach that do you like take a lot of pictures and just use what is it the eyedropper tool I mean, how do you how do you even assemble colors that look good t- together? And what is your whole philosophy of that? <laughs> I think it's um, it's again hard work. I used a lot of time having um, uh, studying color theory, and I had a really good teacher uh, at my school who really inspired me as well, and who talked about t- uh, colors. And I did some classical, I did some classical drawings. I went had a year in the states, so I did high school, and they had an amazing um, art program. And I ended up actually living with, um, my, uh, art teacher and she, she was so inspiring with her, with color work and monochromatic colors. And I just, you know, I spent so much time learning that, that I don't sometimes step up, like stub up and be like, okay, so complementary color for this would be that and stuff. But most of the time it's just, it's just, again, it's in there, it's in the spine. And then it's just what I like. It's just, you know colors that I like if I and I I can see a new color and be like I need to remember to use that but it's it's mostly just um I I have the eyedrop tool from the the iPhone thing where you take pictures and use the eyedrop thing um but I've not really used it but I really like it like it's it's an amazing idea but I keep forgetting it (laughs) (laughs) I don't need that yeah but for instance I went to Japan and they had a lot of signs that were only just four colors and then they just you know they look great together so I took Mm. a lot of pictures there and and they're all in my in my inspiration yeah Yeah, and you you just pay really close attention to color and yeah I think obviously you've put in the hard work that's really that's cool Mental note, note to self. That's so, <laughs> well, colors, so fascinating. It's like, you know, drawing characters. It's something you really need to work hard yeah, at. And, totally. And, Put and do and That's make cool. all the mistakes too. I love it. <laughs> That's so awesome. When you are working, and obviously it sounds like you're working really long hours, doing some freelance gigs, as well as your own projects. Do you ever struggle with burnout? And if you do, what what is your kind of go-to... Um, to kind of make sure that it doesn't fully implode. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think I have any anything good there. I'm one of those people that just keep going <laughs> work, and work, then work, 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 <laughs> work. And I've worked myself um, too hard a few times, mm. where to a point where people around me will be like, "Okay, so when are you done?" <laughs> and actually having to take a week vacation where you just you just you know sleep for a week. Um, I had one of my hardest times was when I was uh, starting with the Warner Brothers project, DC Superhero Girls. And I was also doing full, because I thought it was going to be a short project. I didn't think I was going to design the whole show. I just thought I was going to, you know, give them some inputs and stuff. So uh, I did do a full-time job at the gaming company at the same time. So I had two full-time jobs at the same time while I also did my Instagram uh, thing. So... I got up at, at this series way I say it can be hard work. I got up at six and I did Warner Brothers until nine. And then from nine to five, I did my regular job. And then from five to 10, I did uh, Warner Brothers again. Um, oh my goodness. And then in, in between that in the lunch break, I might've done like something for Instagram because I couldn't show any of the stuff that I did for work. And 
if I missed one of the days, I had to take in the weekend as well. And I never, while I was doing it, I never had that, um, oh, it's so hard, it's so hard to work. But when I was getting towards the end, um, like I had to go on a vacation and I had, you know, up to then because I really had, I couldn't have any more time where I could push stuff. I had to have anything finished there. I totally burned myself out. I couldn't do anything for all that week. Uh, so I don't have, I don't, I'm getting there, but I don't have naturally the ability to stop because I'm like, if I'm awake, I can do this. And why do I need to sleep? And I actually love doing this. And if I just, you know, put on a good audio book or something, I can just sit for hours. So. Oh my goodness, I love it. And yeah. this week, it sounds like you're taking a little bit of time for yourself. That's great. I am. Yeah. I am. Yes. But you just work hard. And that's really, I mean, that's how you've gotten to, to where you are. So I totally get that. I was just curious if you had sexy. any. And it's not sexy. It's nine no. to five at least. It's nine to seven, eight or something. It's not like people are like, oh, you're free and you just draw for them. It's like, sure, that's <laughs> not how it is. I find like being a freelancer is almost harder than having, you know, a, a single employer um because yeah you you don't necessarily have a cap on your hours and you may have more than and you only cheat yourself yes yeah. it's true that's that's a very yeah. good way to put it but have you gotten to work with anyone who you've found you know maybe maybe not like one of your ultimate heroes but someone who's you consider a mentor and is there anything that maybe they said once or taught you over a series of lessons or something that really just stuck with you and you have found has been really impactful for you as an artist other than of course the hard work part of it or maybe that was it yeah. I don't know well actually uh, I have not gotten to work with with any of them because most of the stuff that I do is very early work for development so you don't really work with people it's more a director and stuff who contacts you but I have at the at the school that I went to we did have teachers that came in from the business they came in for a week or two and just taught and left and there were some amazing heroes there but I think in counting um people that I really looked up to and where you were awestruck has been my later years where I've been going to CTN I've been working with them but I have been interacting with them uh, with the same level as as them and being seen as one of them which is an amazing experience like going up to one of your heroes and be like hello and they're like aren't you Pernil? <laughs> and you're just like you melt you oh, completely melt amazing. I have not been in LA I've not worked with any of them and they know who I am and my whole you know that is so awesome it's so amazing if you it could is. work with um your heroes who might those heroes be well Keen, obviously like Lynn Keen, but I actually think that uh, the VisDev department, the female VisDev department mm. especially, but also Bill Schwartz, for instance. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, but in at Disney would, of course, be very, very cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is, um, that is uh, of course, uh, a dream team to work with because I really think that I could learn a lot. They, they have... Uh, all of them have a very unique style and um, a very uh, beautiful and colorful approach to their own artwork and the stuff that they do for Disney. And I would like to, you know, develop my own style and towards more of those, you know, more uh, like more in that direction as well, you know, learning your new stuff. So that is also one of the things that I miss with working alone is that, you need to seek out all of your inspiration. It's not like somebody sitting next to you that you look up to 
who's been like, oh, it looks good, but have you ever considered doing this instead? So definitely think that the VizDev department of um, Disney it was would be like the greatest. Oh, a dream uh, come true. Have you ever done any official projects for Disney? Well, yet, uh, only, I should say yet. <laughs> yet. Uh, not only the... Only the publishing department. Okay. What is something that you wish people knew about you that maybe they don't know? Like maybe your Instagram following or just maybe people in general? Um, well, maybe that my life is not as perfect as it looks on Instagram. I'm just a real person. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> because when I scroll through, it's like, wow, it does really look like I'm doing like, it's just the nice stuff that you have there. <laughs> I think that really carefully is one of the curated. Things. Yes, it is very carefully curated. Yes. Um, I'm curious. Uh, you have any favorite TVs, movies, books, podcasts, whatever that you've been finding really interesting or inspirational lately? New ones. Mm, I don't know. I really like to go or into. Um, sorry. Or old ones. I guess they don't oh, have to be new. Yeah. 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 No. Um, I'm thinking because like whenever people like ask me what my t- favorite TV show is and I know there are so many shows that are better like I love Game of Thrones like everybody else but I always go back to Buffy because it's one of those TV shows that you know created whatever is happening here um, with me it's it was um, it was of course like a very very cool girl who was very fashionable and very cool and it's like a lot of the stuff that I really like as well like a strong girl strong character but at the same time it have had the comic book kind of narrative because Joss Whedon is very geeky in his ways and he keeps like referring to stuff that happened four seasons ago which is very close oh, to my comic heart um so I it's think so that meta show, it's so meta <laughs> that show <laughs> I think has some uh some things that mm. uh really help defining uh defining me um but other than that, like, I listen to podcasts all the time. I'm a very, very big Kevin Smith fan. Nice. Yes. Actually, awesome. I, uh, he did uh, the forward in my book. Oh, he, that's so yeah. great. And he's like, we're talking it. about doing stuff together, uh, which has been a, one of the great experiences I've gotten out of doing my artwork, that he liked my artwork. So, uh, but he does have a, a, um, a what you call a podcast channel smartcast that is one of the things that i like to listen to as well he has a very positive outlook on the geek community that i really love because a lot of it is very this movie's gonna be bad this is gonna suck um i hate this why are they doing this where on the other hand he's very much why not like if you if i don't like it i'm just not gonna see it so his <laughs> like, very positive outlook uh, yes. on it has very like has really inspired me in times where I've been like okay so another remake yay <laughs> yes <laughs> so so I think that's one of the things I would like put forward as well as being one of the inspirational awesome. things but if anyone wants to look at your awesome new book or yeah. purchase a copy can they mm-hmm. find it through kickstarter how, where, how do you prefer they find it on your website well it's it's Everything currently is linked to my Etsy. If you go to Instagram, that's linked to my Etsy. If you go to the Kickstarter campaign, it's linked to my Etsy uh, because currently you can get it as a pre-order. It will be shipping up with the Kickstarters. I'm 
I'm getting the book next week and then there's going to be a lot of work, you know, packing everything up and getting it out correctly. So I can't, like, I hope to get it out mid-October, but it might be late October. Sure. So, That's but, exciting. But when I'll make sure to link to Etsy in the show notes, too, to make it easy yeah. for people. That's so awesome. And I'll yeah. make sure to link to each of those so it's easy for everybody to find That's and good. click through. Pernille, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat today. You're welcome. It's been very much fun. 